You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, hi there. Yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco is in Pittsburgh with uh, Rutgers. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me again for another podcast. Hello, podcast people. Yeah, 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 the podcast people. One of the things that came up in today's show, Eddie, which actually uh, was most of the 8 a.m. hour, was there was a, a part-timer. His name is Pat Boyle. He he decided to sleep on Boomer's couch. Boomer's office was left open by accident, by uh, unfortunately, by Jerry Recco. Yes. By accident. And I could definitely see how that happens. It has happened to me before. His mistake, he apologized. Where you leave Boomer's door open, and then it's just open to the all the weirdos that walk around here. Um, Pat Boyle uh, worked some sort of overnight shift, part-time mm-hmm. kid. He's only been here since the summer. He decided he was going to take a, uh, a rest on Boomer's couch right. in Boomer's office. Mm-hmm. Then decided to leave a note saying, hey, thanks for the hospitality. And also clearly look through Boomer's fridge, this sort of thing. Um, and then he called in and we we beat him up for that. Yes, we did. Uh, but it came up, uh, you know, some people said, why would you give this guy publicity? This is what he wants. Now more people are going to listen to his podcast. No, they're not. No, I know. They're I not. Da- I dare you to listen. I listened. They're, and, and just... Like nowadays with social media, he's not going to gain Twitter followers. He's not going to gain. Po- we advertise podcasts here nonstop that don't have many listeners. Mm-hmm. Some re- it's there's too many podcasts out there already. Indeed, yes. That we're not believe me, we're not getting him podcast listeners. No. And you sat through some of those podcasts. Yeah, well, one because uh, I was assigned. To yeah, do you that, were assigned to, to pull try to some clips, pull the pull the song. Yeah, uh, pull the drops and that sort of thing. So, um, but it was uh, tedious and uh, mildly painful. Right, because it was long. Also, uh, it was uh, an hour and forty minutes. But he clearly has the ability to talk. Oh yes. Yes, well, which is a skill you need for this business. That is true. You and I marvel at the fact that these guys, especially on the overnight when there's maybe not as many callers, yeah, can just talk amazing for 20 minutes straight and go to a break and I've then always, do it again. I've always said like that that in itself is a skill, right? Mm-hmm. Just the ability to talk to yourself for hours on end. Mhm. An ability that many people do not have. Most people don't. And you and I do not have. That's we why do not. we're on the other side of the glass. Correct. And we can sort of chime in, be sort of ancillary support characters, comic relief, that sort of thing. Right. 
And this, you and I talking, it's different. We're just, you know, we're not hosting a show. We're not live on the air. And it's short. Yeah, it is relatively short. We still talk for 20 minutes, but we're, it's two of us together. Right. You know, we go and riff on different topics. So it's not that hard to do. But if this was for real on the air being broadcast, Totally different story. Totally different story. I, I tell you, there are days when I struggle to do the 12 minutes with Jerry. Where I'm right. like, huh, but now he what? is a pro. He's a professional. And he will sort of sit there and laugh right. and mock you that you have nothing to say. Right. And then that sort of is a thing and funny in itself. Yeah. But then uh, for people that have the ability to do that for hours on end, talk to themselves, then the next step and the Probably the bigger step is, are you compelling and interesting? Are you entertaining? Because they're two different things. That is entirely true. We have people that uh, fill in on the overnight sometimes Mm -hmm. that do not have a lot of experience. They can talk to themselves for hours, but is it compelling? We don't know. We Yeah, we don't know. That's that's the key. You can have all the passion, all the knowledge, and all the opinions that you want. But if you're not entertaining while, while sharing those passions and the opinions and the um uh the knowledge then it doesn't matter because no one's going to listen now you used to be in charge when we had a lot of interns we used to get a lot of interns in the summer the fall i think the winter semester also uh you were in charge of uh hiring the interns i was yes you know the, the uh now you would you run into guys like a pad Boyle, guys that were ballsy a hundred percent guys that you thought would overstep the overstep their place here and be like, listen, don't talk to, uh, don't bug Mike in the hallway. If you remember my intern welcome notes that I sent out three times a year, I would always say that each intern class has the chatty intern or the weird intern or the problem intern. So this class is going to be no different. There is always one. Now there were, some that you could just some didn't make it past the interview process because they were too much. They were a little, you know, too too odd to mm-hmm. fit into a workplace or just just too over the top with themselves or would come in here and would start taking photographs because they used to do the interviews in this studio where we're sitting now, which is all dressed for television. So they would come in, they had seen it on TV most of the time. And would come in and were like, you know, taking pictures with their phone. I'm like, okay, he's out automatically. But over the years, you went from guys who came, like were interns when I was an intern. And then to Greg's uh, or Mark Malusis's era, Greg Giannotti's era, Sal Licata. And then to the modern day. And you could see the change in the attitudes where... At first, it was like, whatever, yes, sir, yes, sir, whatever. Not that I I need that. I don't need that sort of response. But just the attitudes were so, I will do anything and please and thank you and please and thank To where later on, it was like, you know, what can you do for me? How will I get to host a show? Well, I was like, no, no, you're not going to get to, what do you, host a show? On WFA. Are you insane? Um, so yeah, you could see the generational, not to sound like, uh, you know, the okay boomer kind of a thing, but, uh, and I guess it's unavoidable. Each generation thinks the newer generation right. is not as good and not as hardy and all that. And I'm sure the millennials will, 
find that out in about 40 years. And hell, boomers generation, the baby boomers, they were the ones who came up with, you know, uh, free love and drugs and rock and roll and came up with the saying, never trust anyone over 30. That was the baby boomers. And now look at them. So, And Gio said something interesting to me before the show started when we were talking about this Pat Boyle and how Gio said, you know, when he was an intern, he he didn't even didn't want to get in anybody's name. He spoke when spoken to. He mm-hmm. didn't feel he deserved certain things. And and he said that you know the gap between him and Boomer is twenty something years. Yes, but he says that he feels like a twenty age gap for somebody twenty years younger than Gio. He says seems so much huger than the twenty year age gap between him and Boomer yes. as far as attitudes and. But that is also sort of generational and cyclical because he is now appreciating as he's getting older, he's appreciating what his parents told him. Right. And what the views of the older generation were when then now he is looking at the younger generation. So I think that too is sort of natural and cyclical. But I'll say this about Gio. When he uh, interviewed and when he was an intern, he was a bit of a throwback already because the change had was well underway when he interned in whatever it was 2007 or six or forget exactly what oh, i think was. he he was working for joe and evan when we started in okay, 2007 so maybe it was oh five or oh six and he he moved up the ranks quickly because first of all he's competent and second his attitude and this was all just in behind the scenes and then it was he mentioned how Steve Summers sometimes will have difficulty getting along with some of the newer guys until they earn his trust. And then, but if Steve senses that you are more about self promotion and yourself, he is not at all about that. And I think he kind of maybe sensed that with Pat. And I've heard there's been some difficulties with him and Pat. But Gio, on the other hand, was Summers' producer. And it was sort of a slow build. Uh, in retrospect, it was quick, but he portrayed the right sort of attitude to where after a while, and just talking with Greg off the air, Steve recognized how talented he was and how funny he was, especially as a voice, uh, as a mimic. Um, and then Steve would then encourage him and bring him on and have him do bits. And that's really where Chernoff took notice of Greg. And then Greg got a few opportunities to host his own show, Chernoff put him in the mornings in Pittsburgh, uh, in the evenings in Pittsburgh, and then moved to mornings. And then his star sort of, he really took off after yeah. that. But again, this is generational. I'm going to sound old, but he kind of did it the right way, at least, you know, but in the eyes of the people who were making the decisions at the time. And perhaps as we move forward, maybe the way Pat Boyle has gone about things, maybe that will be the right way. Exactly. As younger people replace people like you and me and Chernoff, and the world changes. Yeah, I would say you could make the argument, and, and some people did on Twitter that wrote to me during the segment when, when he called in and we were yelling at him, that he did separate himself in some way today. Mm-hmm. Uh, while others may look at it as bad, we now know his name. He... I've always found like this business is weird. It's either people that ha- are not shy at all, like this kid, mm-hmm. or people who are painfully shy and only open up in front of a microphone in a box room where there's no one else. Sort of like Craig. Like Craig, 
Mike Francesa. When you see Mike in the hallway, mm-hmm. he doesn't speak. And Craig off the air, very reserved. Very reserved. Howard Stern would walk around K-Rock with his head down, you know. And then you have other guys like Mad Dog, who was Mad Dog out in the hallways. Same either guy. very gregarious or very shy. Mm-hmm. It, there doesn't seem to be a lot of in-between people. And Craig was an FAN intern the year before I was, so I did not know him until I worked with him on yeah. the show in 2007 uh, but i would be curious to see how craig was right as an intern because craig like all the great ones are cocky and very confident in himself right but like he was very craig very reserved off the year so and didn't really walk around like you know hey look at me off the air here so i would be curious to see how he was as an intern uh, but I imagine he was more, you know, not what you would think. He was probably more quiet. Like, and people don't know that about Craig, but that's the truth about him. Yeah, he was very quiet. And, I, you know, thinking back on that, in the hallways. Yes. Yeah, he was. He would say hello to people. And, you know, was obviously he was distracted and a million things going on in his head. That's just him. So, but, uh, yeah, so things change, generations change, and you know, we view the younger generation as sort of less in a lot of ways than ourselves. And they look at us as old and stuck in the past. And, but that has been the way since. Right. It goes on and on. Society has existed. I even think now, like when you hear today's um, pop music and things, you go, this is garbage. What, but that is what they said about uh, Bruce Springsteen when he was hitting with the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, that's garbage. Right. You know, Elvis, like it, each generation. And you always think like, you know what? I'm going to keep up with the pop culture and TV shows and radio and music and all that stuff as I get older. And at some point you do get to the point where you like what you liked when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And that's what sticks. Yes. But like and you do a much better job in terms of the music and pop culture. I'm not on social media. I don't really listen to current music, but there are things that will stand out to me that you'll play things and I'll often ask you who is this and I'll I'll kind of like the sound of it. Sometimes it's, you know, from the, the 90s, sometimes it's from the 2000s, sometimes it's new and current. Yes. And whatever sound it is that appeals to me, it it does. And you'll always say this reminds me of this, correct? Yeah. Um, so I don't do a great job with the music, but I will, I do like some modern music. Do I go out of my way to listen to it? No. And do I listen to older music? Yes, I do. Even from before my time, sixties music, early seventies music, when I was not really aware what was going on. And some of it is really good, stands the test of time. Some of it I listen to and say, this is definitely a period music. And it's okay to listen to once, twice, maybe every six years. But as a steady diet of it, no. But then there are other songs, Beatles and the Kings and Pink Floyd, who for me stand the test of time and would be good in any age. Sometimes it's like Stairway to Heaven. Not interested in hearing this. Maybe in a couple of years, I'd be like, oh, I haven't heard this in a long well, time. That this particular song just is overplayed. Overplayed. That was the problem with that. Yes. Uh, are you? Do you have this Disney Plus streaming service, Eddie? I am thinking of getting it. Oh, um, because be- they have that Star Wars situation. Well, it's you get five things if I if I am remembering the ad advert correctly. Okay. ES, uh, ESPN Plus. Right. 
Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Uh, Star Wars. Which is part of Disney Plus. Right, but I'm saying those five things yeah. they listed. The Disney Plus, or all the Disney movies, ESPN Plus, uh, Star Wars, Marvel, mm-hmm. and then Nat Geo, which yes. I did not know was owned by Disney. Right. So those five things. Now, I already, and yes, I'm holding up an L to my uh, forehead Big right now. Big loser sign. I am uh, an ESPN Plus subscriber. You are? Yeah. What do you get out of that? College football. Oh, they do live college football. They do like all these sort of offbeat games, which one or two a week are of interest to me because, again, I'm a college football loser. So I'll be watching, as I'm watching the games uh, on cable, I'll have the iPad with this, you know, South Alabama versus (laughs) Arkansas State, Uh, you know, uh, Jaguars and Red Wolves, if you're interested. Uh, Anyway, so I will do that. And also... um, Peyton Manning has his uh, sort of doing a 30 for 30, Peyton's Places. Yeah. It's actually, it's very good. You know, I think you appreciate him. And oh, his yeah. Commercials no, and, I would love and, to watch that. Like, I see, when I see ads for that, or I'll see, like, somebody write an article about mm-hmm. it, I'd be like, I'd be interested in that, but... N- not on, you're not going to pay for I'm it. I'm not going to pay for now, it. Now, would I have paid for ESPN Plus just to get Peyton's Places? Absolutely not. But... Will I watch it now that I have it because I'm already paying? Yes, and I enjoy it. It comes out on Sunday nights or some whenever. I don't know when it quote unquote drops. Yes, when does it term. drop? That is the so term. I. But I enjoy those. I've watched every one. I'm up to date. You know, they came out with four. Uh, I think he released four uh, at first, and then it's been one a week. And I guess it'll go through the Super Bowl, I suppose. And it's been very good. He's talked to. Like this last one was all about Monday Night Football, and he was talking to Al Michaels about, uh, you know, not that Al was there with Howard and Dandy Don and all that, but Al is a historian. He knows all about it and does a great Cosell. Uh, It has some great Cosell stories, and he did, there was one episode where he talked about how the ball itself was made. He went to the factory, and he did like was working in the factory with all the people. So is it more like uh, his character? Is it more of Peyton Manning's character in those TV commercials he does or more straight up? Oh, it's straight Peyton. Now, he sometimes will play like like sort of he did a he did a, a bit where he went to uh, Memphis because it turns out Elvis used to love to play touch football. Who knew? I didn't know that. And so he had a bunch of people, and he was kind of doing that Saturday Night Live thing. And he's referenced that a few times. Um, And then there was one episode recently for Thanksgiving when he was sitting down with Archie and Cooper and uh, and Eli. And I think they were back in New Orleans, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But they went to the home where he grew up. They were in the yard, and this is where they showed the... Old, you know that book of Manning. I don't know if you. Yeah, the commercial. Uh, yeah, where they had home where they movies. Came, like him playing in the backyard. So they showed a lot of that footage. Some other different stuff that wasn't in that. And they were in that in that house in that yard and saying, "Oh, it changed." They put a pool in. That was my end zone. <laughs> what are you doing? You know. So it's very well done because he's so talented. And yeah. So natural. I sometimes wonder, that. like that, like that's getting wasted on that service. Hundred percent is it getting like wasted. put that on nobody, real ESPN? Nobody's seeing that. And they did an episode about the Lombardi Trophy, and the how it that how that came about. It was like a was made. The guy who came up with it did it like out of a box of cornflakes, 
and it was done on a table in a house up in somewhere above Yonkers. I forget exactly where. But Pat Hanlon from the Giants. Public relations man. That was his home. He's since moved, I believe. Or maybe still, I forget. But anyway, so Pat was in the house. Maybe it was still Pat's house. And there, there's there's the table where the Lombardi trophy was. It was crazy. Just these little weird connections overall. And I actually emailed Pat. Hey, just saw you on Peyton's Places. <laughs> he goes, oh, thanks, Edward. You're the one. <laughs> <laughs> the self-deprecating Pat Hanlon. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, very interesting, and you would enjoy it. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I yeah. When I see write-ups on it, I feel like I would enjoy. it. And I don't it. know if there is a way for you to, like, ultimately, if it will be available. Yeah, I uh, maybe after it's done, but I think you would enjoy it. Or I could just get the, I could just get ESPN Plus for a month, watch them cancel. And by the way, Twenty-two minutes on oh, average. That I love. That I love. Well, there's a new uh, Star Wars thing on that Disney Plus. And the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yeah. And there's a baby Yoda character. I've heard about this. I, I have not. I don't have it, this service yet because I'm I'm trying to think, how, like, if I already have ESPN Plus, do I have to get rid of that? Yeah. What's the deal with this and that? So, uh, but I have uh, heard about this Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, Gina loves, like, sci-fi, so she mm-hmm. had me sit down and watch an episode, and I did like this baby Yoda. It's adorable. But people are wanting baby Yoda products for the holidays, but Baby Yoda products are not available. They said because they wanted to keep all these characters under wraps, as they say, uh, until the launch. So yeah, until the launch, that they didn't have enough time to get Baby Yoda products out because it would have been out there. Would have been out there. Yeah, but Baby Yoda is adorable. But the uh, so you guys uh, get or or Gina, uh, Gina started uh, subscribing to it. She did. How long ago? Uh. Two weeks ago, maybe. And is it a set price or is it? Yeah, I think it's okay. six ninety nine a month. But and this is what I got to tell her that's, about. That's pretty good for all that you're getting. But if you have a Verizon Unlimited plan mm-hmm. for your phone, you get it for free. You just have to sign up on your Verizon site. Now I have Verizon, but yeah. I don't have Unlimited. I don't either, so we're out. Okay, so you couldn't then change it. I guess you could change Unlimited and get it, but you don't have Unlimited. No, really? Yeah, that shocks me. Yeah, because. I'm in my house, Wi-Fi here. They finally figured out the Wi-Fi Correct. here, which is awesome. So you, because of that, but yeah. Prior to that, you did no, because I was no, I was never on an unlimited plan. Really? Yeah. See, that shocks me. I yeah. thought I was the only person in America that didn't have. Yeah, I don't like. I feel like unlimited. they slow you down on these uh, unlimited plans. Like if you use too much data, they start slowing you down. Um, well, I can tell you that because they'll laziness. be twice, like twice a year. Where I'll get the message, hey, you're about to run out. Hey, millennial, you're about, you're about to run oh, out right. of your data. No, it's more, hey, old guy. Hey, old fella. Yeah, your flip phone doesn't have. So, and then, but once that happens, you can still get things, but then it's so slow. Right, they slow you down. But but that's only after I've run out of whatever I have. Oh, I see. But, so I don't know if they're doing that with the unlimited plan. Hmm, all right. But you're considering, well, you don't need to because Gina's I don't need to. Gina's got it. <clears throat> but part of that plan, like for six ninety nine, you get just Disney. Then there's a $13 package or twelve ninety nine where you get the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. They package it up. So you get all the things under the Disney but ESPN umbrella. ESPN Plus is part of Disney Plus. No, not on, not, it's not part of the regular. Not, not part of the Verizon <clears throat> thing? No, Dis- ESPN, there's Disney Plus where if you just buy that, it's just Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, Nat Geo. 
That's oh. it. I then there's ESPN Plus. Plus. Part of that. If you want to package them together, you oh, can, and they throw in Hulu. I see. Yeah. I see. But that is just that's just through your regular subscription. Yeah. That's not the Verizon. That's not the Verizon. Date. That's just the Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm even signed up for this Apple TV Plus now. I'm watching the morning. That's the thing called the Morning Show on there with Jennifer Aniston. I have Apple. Uh, I have Apple TV. But this is a service now. This is Apple TV Plus, a streaming service. Oh, like a Disney. Not, well, but is it the, my oh, this is for Apple content. Yes, Apple content. Oh, I see. Because I have okay. I you gotta I have, have all sorts of subscriptions these days. Oh Eddie. my god! See now, this cord cutting is like now the cord is wrapped around your neck. Oh yes, choking you out because like uh, you know, oh cord cutting, cord cutting. Yeah, uh, and now it costs more. It's costing a lot. I say stick to your Altice. <laughs> yeah. Booyah! That's right. That's right. Ching. All right, the warm-up program is... Are we is, done? Already? We are done. The warm-up program is next. I did that with CeeLo. Yes, you did. Jerry will be back tomorrow with uh. under no sleep. He's getting back. By All the right. time he gets to the radio station, it's going to be like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Now We go on at 440. And sometimes Five. in those situations, he's great and fine and not grumpy. Right. Until about 9, and yeah. then he's done. It's like, that's when it would hit Boomer, too, when Boomer right. would do those Monday night games, come back, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, eight, around 8.40, you see the starting to slip, right. and 9 o'clock, And it's sleepy. almost like he's too tired, Jerry, to be grumpy. Yes. You can't think about it. He's barely holding his eyes open, but then the mic, the light comes on, as they say, and he performs. It's just interesting. Like, he'll be in Pittsburgh at 11 o'clock tonight. Mm-hmm. 12 o'clock tonight. And I will have been asleep for five hours. And then he'll be here doing a show. Yeah, I know. That's like when we when Boomer would do what was doing the Monday, Monday night. Monday night football. You'd, I'd be sitting down watching the, trying to get through the first quarter maybe. And I'm like, Boomer's in Chicago right now. All right. Well, but how Boomer's at Madison Square Garden watching the Rangers. Yeah, it's insane. Or I'm at whatever house. rec hockey league rink there is around here at 11 o'clock. You and I are the only ones who get proper rest. I think so. And Probably Bobby's got kids, so kids. he can't get as much yeah. uh, sleep. These kids. Kids and kids pets. and pets. Well, you have pets. I do. Kids and pets. All right. All right. Warm-up is next. So. Good morning, campers. It's the Warm-Up Show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, hi there. Uh, Jerry is out today. He is in Pittsburgh. CeeLo joins me. Hello, CeeLo. Hi, Al. You just informed me you were stalking me on the highway this morning. I saw you on the highway coming out of the tunnel. I didn't realize that. I just named the make and model of your car, and it was you. And it's a relatively new car, so you really, it's not like you knew what I was driving, and you, oh, that must be CeeLo. That sounds like you're bragging. peered into my, no, no brag. Oh. But you managed to peer into my window I did. at 3.45 I in did. the morning. I did. I saw your head and your glasses. And there I you said, go. That's CeeLo. Narrowed it down. Because normally at that hour, it's mostly, if you look at license plates, uh, the taxi and limousine sure. commission folks. Uber, the Ubers, the Lyfts. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the third one is. I was not doing that. You were not Ubering or lifting. <laughs> no. And Jerry's in Pittsburgh for a Rutgers-Pittsburgh basketball game. Very exciting. Yeah. They're playing Pitt, huh? They are. So non-conference game for... Uh, the Scarlet Knights. So today. Jerry misses today's show for that. Right. Then he comes back tomorrow. Yes. Then he goes to Chicago. Chicago. For more Rutgers basketball. When are these kids going to classes? That's an excellent question. Yeah. I always wondered that, being a non-college athlete myself. Maybe Jerry tutors them on the plane. <laughs> I 
<laughs> that while he had the one school that got shut down well, years back, this is a different kind of school. It was right? not a school. Oh, it wasn't a school. Right. It was not a school. Uh, let's see. The Panthers wide receiver, Chris Hogan, he played for the Patriots. He played, I believe, locally in Monmouth. the Monmouth area. Yes, Monmouth uh, University played wide receiver there or quarterback. I always feel like those these guys that play in these smaller schools, like a Julian Edelman Well, that's type. what Bel- they look for, the guys that can, you know, Swiss Army knives. They serve all purposes, right? That's what uh, Belichick likes? I think so, yeah. So uh, Chris Hogan has uh, put a plea out on his Twitter, and I checked this morning to see if it was updated, and nothing has been updated. His car was stolen, Mm. and he is asking, quote, in the spirit of the holidays for the person who stole it to please return it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He didn't mention what kind of car he has, but he would like it back. Did he say where it was stolen? Nope. Mm. He didn't say where it was stolen, what kind of car was stolen, in the spirit of the holidays, though, he would prefer if you'd bring that back to him. I wonder how that will work out for the individual if they return it. Yeah. It'll just be all forgiven and we'll Here's kind of just sign football. Wash our wash our hands of the situation. Yeah. Or See, we'll... that's what you gotta do. You gotta go, you know what? Tomorrow morning I wake up, the car's in my driveway, no right. questions we'll asked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll turn, turn off, off the security system. Yeah, turn yeah. off the ring doorbell. I'm not going to film you returning the car. See, now I wonder, I don't remember what kind of contract Chris Hogan got with the Panthers, but I believe it's his first year with the team. I wonder if he's one of these guys, like, does he even have a home, or is he just, like, in some apartment community down there? Because right. he's got a home. I mean, shouldn't the car be in the garage? I would I'm think sure so. it wasn't stolen from the Panthers practice facility. You right. know? They didn't walk in. All these NFL teams have security that guards these uh, lots for their players with their bougie cars. Yeah, he really didn't uh, give a lot of details. Where was the car stolen? What is the car? Where would you like it returned? I wouldn't want it back if someone had my car. That's weird. <laughs> That's a Seinfeld thing. No, but it is like very, like I once had my car radio stolen. Uh-huh. And I felt weird being, like, when you get in your car and it has been broken into, it feels like this isn't my car You've anymore. You've been violated. Yeah. That was back in the day with the removable radios that you, yes. when you used to, like, take them with you in, like, a little satchel. Well, I had the one where you would just take the faceplate off. Oh, okay. But then the thieves knew he probably just threw that in the glove box. <laughs> yeah, I did. Right. Stolen. <laughs> nice job. Yeah, so I would not hide it very well. Yeah, I wouldn't want this car back. I had my car broken when we were still into in Astoria. I left my Honda Civic overnight. I was visiting a friend in Manhattan, and I got an email, of all things. From the thief? No, not oh. from the thief. <laughs> this is wild. I get an email. So-and-so says, I have your, your personal belongings. Um, you know, here's my address. Please come by. You can hand them back. And I'm thinking, like, how the heck is that possible? I had left my work bag in the car done for the most part. I was working with right you in guys the open. in the morning. Right. Well, yeah, I guess, kind of. I thought I had tucked it underneath the seat, but someone said, hey, there's a backpack, so they went right into my car. I lost an iPod, some headphones, but they left the rest of my belongings strewn across someone's front yard in Astoria, <laughs> right, which had my like my resume, my contact yeah. I, from being at work. So this person got in touch with me via email. So I get this email, and I'm trying to put the pieces together, and then I realized, uh-oh, the only way... They could have my work stuff means my car must have got broken into. <laughs> sure enough, took the subway back to Astoria, and the lock had been picked. No bag, iPod, headphones gone. And I did go to this person's house and recovered the, you know, non-expensive items that were left behind by did, the thief. Did you give a reward? No, I didn't what? give a reward. Your For stuff what, was my, st- 
strewn over Queens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my folder with my work information in it. That was about it. Okay. If they recovered any of the valuables, maybe I would have given them a reward. Well, that was sort. nice. I was also like, you know, 22 and making right. no money, so no it's kind of difficult. Yeah. I would give you a reward. I have no cash. That's it's right. been stolen. Cash. Uh, another interesting sports-related story, though. Milwaukee Bucks guard Pat. I don't know how to say this dude's name. Pat Connaughton. Connaughton. Are you familiar with him? Vaguely. All right. I've I've heard the name. How's that? So he's another guy that's got. How many did he have in a forty-plus point win over the Knicks last? Oh, that I'm not sure. I I should have checked the stats. He he didn't even have to play. Who knows? He probably had a huge game with that blowout. But uh, he's one of these guys who's on that app cameo. Mm-hmm. You familiar with this? Where I, I know of it, but I'm, I've not used it. If you want, it. if you want celebrities to wish you a happy birthday, to uh, have a message for a friend of oh, yours, the, thing that, the Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown right. does it. Sent to Mike Francesa. Yes, yeah. a lot of celebrities do this, but a lot of them, and Brett Favre is one also who caught got caught doing this. They'll read almost anything you send them. <laughs> Like Ron Burgundy. Yeah, so like these groups uh, that are like anti-cop or anti-certain religions, they send these messages with coded words, and these athletes read it, and then these groups then disseminate it and say, "Look at what well, Brett Favre said." Coded words, like how do you how do you how do you trick? A well, human being into delivering an anti-cop message. Well, because they'll use like um, they use code words. Uh, let's say, let's say, for example, um, I don't want to make you say no. no I'm gonna, I'm gonna make one up. I'm gonna make one up. Let's say the phrase "flip flip" gimmick is an anti-cop phrase. I'd be like, "Hi, I'm what's this guy's name? Hi, I'm Pat Conigan." <laughs> Hey, flip flip gimmick to those guys. Like, oh my god! Like they don't look up what the words. Got to, got to make use of Urban Dictionary. Yeah, you got to research but before just do you put some, the message right. out there. Do some research. So but, he's in trouble on how to apologize to but the now, police. But when, now, when they distribute this, right, they say, oh, look what Pat yeah. Connaughton said. Like, is it really, does everyone else know what it meant? He's some moron who didn't realize what the lingo was? Like, if I if I heard this all message, right. would Fair I enough. know? No. So that's where it's kind of like, all right, did he, it's not like he knowingly did it. But then it goes out on the Twitter. They go, look what Pat knows. Yeah. I know you don't know what this means, but this is anti-police. Yeah, that's that's cheap. That's fugazing. I don't like that. But then I looked I'm, up. I'm on Pat Connaughton's side for this. Okay. But how about this for Pat Connaughton and Brett Favre, who's been in, got in trouble Brett with it? Favre. They charge $75 for a message. Sure. I looked up. This guy's making 1.7 this year. Yeah. He needs he a made little extra on the 1. 1.6 last year. <laughs> Brett Favre made millions of dollars. Listen. Those, I wouldn't do one of these cameo videos. Those farm farm tractors that he needs to handle his uh, you know, his farm down there yeah. in Mississippi, that's expensive. You know? He's got kids. He's gotta and, make a little extra scratch on the side. And if I ever went on this cameo for seventy five dollars, I'd like a, what okay, what am I saying here? You could definitely person. make money on there are you are enough of a celebrity that there are it, people out there that would want to hear from you. It seems very cheesy, though. Well, that and I'm not even making $1.7 million. No, not quite. Just like a little shy of that. Pat Knorton. And you'd actually do the research to make sure you weren't outing yourself oh, yeah. and saying Hi. something that was inappropriate. My name is Al Dukes. Do you think he still has the big bush? <laughs> that was a cameo I was <laughs> working on. Yeah. Yeah, but then I looked up uh, big bush. Is big not, bush, right. Yeah, yeah. Urban it's Dictionary a, it's a trick. advised you against putting Hey, handsome. There. I'm just trying to be a stress reliever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where does that even... That's podcast. all podcast, though? All podcast. Jeez. Or that's... A lot of times I read 
players' tweets, like that one that Eddie just played, that was probably from a a um, woman trying to uh, slide into a player's slide DMs. Into a play- yeah, yeah, or a player trying to slide right, into yeah the other way around a gal's DMs, which I'm sure happens often. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Eddie. Do we need to break or do I have a moment? Why would we not break? We break every day. Oh, every day we do this. <laughs> really, every day we sell spots. Even when I'm here, the spots okay. are sold. Uh, when we return, I think I got something about Thursday night. Oh, Monday night football. <laughs> Knicks and the Big Boomer and Geo show next. Take it away, Eddie. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, Jerry's out. Uh, CeeLo sitting in here with Al today. You got Monday Night Football Seahawks over the Vikings, 37-30. to The Knicks were obliterated by the Bucks in Milwaukee. Islanders wanted Detroit Rangers and Devils lose. Al, what do you got? They were the flu-riddled Seattle Seahawks. They all had the flu. I think every player on the team had the flu. The whole store the whole got the flu. The whole flu. They handled it a little bit better than the Patriots did, I guess, right? They well, didn't the, have to travel, though. But Right, that's true. And the Patriots sent two different planes. It must a flu, be nice. A flu-riddled plane and a non-flu-riddled that's plane. That's where having two team charters yes. works in your favor. I didn't realize. You know, I was trying to think. I was like, I wonder if the Seahawks tra- They Home. probably just took a bus. Yeah. Or their cars. Right. Cars the players the drive right to the game. I believe so. Like on Sunday, is Sam Darnold drives? I, I think so. They, they do stay at a team hotel even when they're at home. I think they check in like on Saturday at some point, and then they're there as the team overnight. But I think the players have their own cars and arrive at the stadium. On I always wonder, like, is Sam Darnold sitting in traffic trying to get out of MetLife Stadium? Because these guys, Jamal Adams, he loves to tweet the pictures of him walking into the stadium and his get up for the day or whatever. Yeah. He's one of those guys. You always you you'll know what he wore to the stadium that day. You got to sure. dress up. And Minshew Mania returning to Jacksonville. Yeah, God, quick hook for Nick Foles. Nick Foles to the bench. See ya. What What's that him? dude making? Eighty-eight million, something like that. I don't know how much was guaranteed. guaranteed eighty-eight million over four years. Not bad. Wow. Good morning, Boomer. Good morning. Would you be ticked if you were benched making that cash? Well, I don't think Nick break, Foles... He did break his clavicle, didn't he? Well, not again. Yeah, but I, he can't be 100%. Oh, okay. Well, they bring him back then. Because he said he was 100%. He oh, lied. He well. wanted to try to save the team. He's a liar. He doesn't get upset about anything. You ever listen to this guy talk? Nick Foles? Yeah. Yeah. He's Mr. Positivity. Mm-hmm. He's probably mm-hmm. s- super angry behind the He's already the scenes. spinning no, the positivity not. behind oh, he's being positive. benched. He's a um, he's a very religious person. Yes. Oh, is that right? So he sees the good in everything. Oh, which is very nice to hear every now and again. That is, it is nice. Yes, very uplifting, especially mm. this time of year. Mm. Maybe he can return Pat Connaughton's car. No, Chris Hogan. You're confusing. I am. You're confusing so stories. Got confused last night. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he thought he's the... doing the America thing. Yeah, I thought of you last night. <laughs> he thought the America. Vikings <laughs> were screwed over by the Minnesota miracle. That's what but he thought. They yeah. actually they beat the Saints with it, yeah? That's right. That's right. Good memory. It was the other way around. I know more than Booger. Maybe you should do Monday Night Football. I would love to. Hey, Tess. America wants to hear Al Dukes. <laughs> then you'd be making 1.7. Good, or good evening. It's another two-day <laughs> Yankees offseason box office blitz.